2: Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifiers Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. And if you hate the show, consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... bag, and so you don't have an address you just have a geolocation on it so i've dumped that into a gps eventually leads you to a very deserted road that dead ends into a gate that's just covered in private property keep out etc etc signs pilots will be shot on site etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's telling you you have to kind of go further into the woods looking at kind of the gps in your phone is kind of like just guessing at stuff You're going to have to hike about two miles into the woods to get to wherever this thing's located at. It is quite remote, probably with good reason, but it's got to take some effort to get there.
0: Look, I'm watching the car.
2: You got snowshoes, thankfully, so it'll be a little easier to get there. I'm
0: not hiking with a limp. (sighs) Yeah, you you guys go.
2: So who's going? Is it just Foxtrot and um, Firestarter, or is um, Foxtrot staying behind too?
1: Hmm. I don't want to leave Florence alone, but it's the thing is we're an odd number team, so that's Doctor Florence. Come on, like,
3: have you not gone hiking? It's just gonna be a small two mile hike. What's the worst thing that can happen? It's not like you have like hiking based trauma.
0: The last time I went hiking, we lost a a member, and you know my my leg is still sore. You know, it was months ago. I'm not supposed to do stuff like that. It's not good for the just like motions to her bad leg. Don't you carry like seven different kinds of sedatives? He's got to have like a Tylenol or something, right? Yeah, I can make the pain go away. I can't make the lasting damage that I'm doing to myself go away.
1: Eh. Well, this is your point of contact. So do you need somebody to go with you or do you think you got it?
3: I mean, I've never been here. I just know that I just got a geolocation. But if you want to stay with Florence, totally fine. Just understand that, hey. If I go a- hike and die, then i die under your watch.
0: That's very manipulative, and I don't appreciate it. So what you gonna do? I don't
2: know. Let us know how the uh, the views are. Someone could be a navigate check while you're kind of pulling this over. I guess what do people have for navigate, more importantly? I, I have a
1: 50 point. for navigate.
2: Yeah, so you're looking at the map and kind of looking out across the space. It's not gonna be a hard hike. You have snowshoes, like it's just kind of flat through the woods. It will take more time than it will effort. Just have to put the effort in to get there. Mm. As far as kind of snow hiking goes, it's relatively safe and easy, or it's as safe and easy as it gets.
1: So I'll look over at Florence and say, You good staying here by yourself? Or your call, you'd let me know. Um, as much as I hate the idea of splitting one of us up.
0: All right, fine. Get out the car. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go.
1: Yay.
3: Oh, workouting. I love workoutings.
2: The three SoCal-located agents kind of strap on snowshoes for, I'm assuming, probably the first time in any of y'all's lives. Maybe not Foxtrot. He's had, you know, training. but And you kind of head off into the woods. It takes some time. If it wasn't for kind of the dire nature you find yourself in, the kind of very bizarre situation, would be nice and relaxing and something tourists might do. But after flowers pass, you're kind of hiking through. You eventually come across just a barely standing partially what remains of but partially still a cabin and it kind of lines up perfectly with the geo coordinates and Firestarter, you would know based on going to a couple of these in the past this is the type of place i like to stash this type of stuff thank you Teabag. bag
1: can i roll an alertness check after seeing this cabin yeah uh 79 and 67 failure
2: it's quiet in the woods but it's also winter which maybe explains the quiet I'm not sure quite what Foxtrot's exposure to kind of winter-based operations might be with the CIA, which was probably actually pretty minimal, would be my guess. What people don't know is winter is weirdly loud. Snow is a bizarrely loud substance, especially out in the woods. It's constantly falling and making kind of creaking and cracking noises on its Mm -hmm. own. So you are hearing lots of that, but also like, you know, it's nature, but also it's a little bit weird, definitely.
3: Because I am accustomed to sites like these, would I know if there are any kind of traps or anything else like that?
2: Nah, this is remote enough. They wouldn't bother kind of booby-trapping this one. Also, like, you're just at the location. Like, they've it will be hidden somewhere in the building in addition to just kind of being at the location. There's always kind of another step to finding it once you're inside, or once you find the location. Unless it's a booby trap one, that's very obvious. Like, I, I will say, you're used to these things being, like, buried in the woods. These are real kind of covert gorilla-style stash tactics. Some frequency
3: hmm. I'm gonna search and start trying to piece out where this tea bag
2: is all right um, what's your search at? I search as a sixty one that's enough to that Scott will get it. yeah, so yeah, so let's start making your way into the house. It's two stories. there's the main floor, then kind of part of the building empties out into a dugout basement, and eventually kind of after searching the first floor, don't find anything. you go down there, and someone has kind of gone through the effort of lining parts of the basement with stone. And kind of often, kind of one corner is a big, like three foot by four foot wide stone that just kind of ever so faintly has a triangle scratched into the surface and then an uppercase T in the center of that triangle. Jackpot. I
3: try to move the stone.
2: I would, the two of you will take some effort. It'll we'll take some time. It's a big stone. Like part of this is you have to be super motivated to get below it. And also, it's very faint. So a random happer by won't kind of guess to dig under this. But yeah you kind of manage to lift the stone up. It's kind of set up in a way that kind of it hinges up as a door. And you find yourself looking down into the dirt. And in the dirt, there is a three-foot diameter plastic tube just kind of shoots down into the dark below you into the earth. And at the top of it, there are several kind of chunks of rope kind of tied onto the top of the plastic container. They start pulling it up. Yeah, so you pull up a couple things. A bunch of the rope is attached to weapons, but also you would know that a bunch of, like, They also store tactical gear in this. And kind of as you're pulling the ropes up, you realize that the plastic container is full of this kind of black, oily-looking liquid. So as you're kind of pulling some stuff up, you pull up a couple things that are kind of sealed in plastic bags, but also kind of the more... the, the, The weapons, if you will, the guns, are just kind of floating in this stuff, floating in kind of a bath of gun oil, if you will. And as you're kind of pulling stuff up, you find a box of five throwable flashbang grenades a spear gun complete with spear, three 1911 handguns, two MAC-10 submachine guns, one incredibly heavily modified AK-47, several Ziploc bags full of some tactical gear, which equates to three night vision helmets, one kind of set of repelling gear, and one minus the air tank of everything you'd need to go scuba diving. You also kind of on the ends of one of these ropes pull up, have a string of these things kind of taped together, appears to be kind of a medical complement, and it's got three adrenaline shots, two pounds of crystal meth in a bag, $10,000 in non-sequential $20 bills, 20 packs of big red chewing gum and a very extensive combat medic field kit and surgery bag.
0: Lawrence's money is going to good good use. You know that feeling
3: that you get when you're playing a video game and there's a save location right in front of a door? Yeah. <laughs> yeah this this is what I have like this it's just overflowing right now and I'm just like oh god damn it yeah,
0: there's there's probably like fucking, um firestarter probably like has a mini heart attack because Florence is outside and she's like decided to practice shooting this rifle she's never shot anything but a handgun and a shotgun so she's like taking a couple of shots trying to figure out how to how to handle it well and hit targets. So you got the AK-47? No, she has one of the hunting rifles we grabbed. Okay.
1: I will grab that AK.
2: Alright, so you have the AK in your hand, kind of now that you're looking at it, you're like realizing just how heavily modified this thing is. It's covered in scopes and grips and kind of laser sights and all that stuff. But more importantly, someone in the stock of it, the kind of very nice wooden stock has carved in kind of tally marks the number 27 or added up to the number 27.
1: Hmm. I just kind of look at it for a bit.
2: It's a very nice gun. It's masterfully oiled because of its bath too. All the skier is in just fantastic condition. All the stuff that was in bags was like double bagged with super seals on them. None of the oil got to the stuff it shouldn't. The oil's just kind of kept these guns in perfect condition ready to go. Oh yeah, you also find some ammo as part of this kind of thing and then Ziploc bags to keep it dry.
0: Okay. I'm just going to roll for funsies to see if Florence like knocks herself out while shooting a heavy rifle for the first time. She doesn't knock herself out. She ain't critical fail. You can't hit a tree, though.
3: Firestarter is going to casually just take one of the little mini guns. Are we talking about, like,
2: submachine guns or, like... It's a MAC-10 submachine gun, yeah. It's the boxy kind of lunchbox of personal automatic weapons. It's what you think of when you think of submachine gun. Cool. So Firestarter is going to casually just
3: kind of grab that gun and just tuck it behind his belt at his pants waist.
2: Remember, you're wearing coveralls, so you have to kind of unzip and then kind of stuff it back. You can do that.
1: (laughs)
3: Okay. I'm going to go ahead and do that real quick.
1: (laughs) You said there were two MAC-10s, right? Yep. Okay. Did you pick up both, Iris Charger?
3: You want the other one? I don't need two.
1: Yeah, I'll take the other one.
3: Yeah, just having this thing in my waistband makes me feel like a G. How the fuck do these things work? The sights must be off. This is the reason why I wanted us to go on a little workout,ing a little bonding time, some gifts. (laughs) some other stuff you know
1: While i was looking around here i see Florence is trying to aim over there and so i'll walk over and i'll kind of give her some advice on aiming the uh the rifle
0: uh yeah she will she will try to follow the advice
1: yeah so i'll just tell her yeah like just breathe sail and then shoot don't tense up just let it be as part
2: of natural
0: just your breathing she'll give it a shot she'll try to follow the instruction and shoot a tree
2: you get plus 20 from the aim shot on it too 100, fumble.
0: She hits the tree, but she's not, like, standing properly, so yeah, she gets knocked on her ass, and she's, like, sprawled out in the snow and can't get up.
2: Very embarrassing for a doctor like her. Definitely.
1: <laughs> so I'll extend my arm to help her get back up.
2: Yes, yeah, so we're gonna jump inside. Firestar's kind of finishing up with the D-bag, I assume, kind of packing it back up for storage, so you're by yourself, and kind of just echoing around this very abandoned basement. You do hear kind of the sounds of Ice cream truck. It's kind of that jingle, that didling ding, ding, ding sound. Give me a sound check. God damn it. God damn it. 70% at a 44 failure. Just a 1D4, but you swear you hear just kind of like 10, 15, maybe 100 kids just kind of chanting in unison. I scream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream.
3: <laughs> and I offload it onto my new boyfriend? Sure. Okay. It
2: was a 1D4, correct? Yep. 1D4. Three. All four. All right, so you lose four willpower, but you also offload all of it onto your boyfriend. God damn it.
3: Enjoy too much of one thing. You start making me soft. He asks you
0: if you want to go out for ice cream when you get back and you snap at him. No, you know I'm lactose intolerant.
2: Yeah, you finish up at the site. You're not sure if it's now creepy er, now that you've been there and been through the basement and found all the gear that was stashed there or not. Like, knowing that's just kind of out in the woods and that kind of fire starter confirms there's a lot of those across the U S it's probably a slightly unsettling thought for at least Florence, but
0: I mean, at this point, no, she understands.
2: Yeah. The real question is that a sanctioned Delta green thing or is that a crunch thing? Figure that out some other time. Then you kind of make your way back to civilization, get back to the car, nothing bad's happened to it. It's been kind of parked there at the gate. You load all your gear back into it again. Like, no one's around to see this. You're in the middle of goddamn nowhere at this point. We'll say it's, I don't know, probably about 1 p.m. at this point, so you can head back to the campus and make your entrance if you wish. You can also go somewhere else if you've got something else you're thinking of.
3: Do you think the head of the department's going to hold a vigil? Not this soon. Still trying to figure out what time is best to make a little bit of a visit to her place, but...
2: I mean, going there now is not a bad call in some ways. Like, she's probably most definitely not there because A, she's at work, and B, you know, there was a murder at work. Yeah, let's go. Ooh, ooh. All right, so you're going to Brennan's place? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You got an address, you got GPSs, it's easy enough to find. It. It's nice. Uh, she makes good money. She's a well respected, as best you can tell from the outside, member of her field. Like, she's managed to do well for herself. It's two and a half story. New construction, but it's made to look old. It's mostly kind of wood and stone from the outside. It's got a hell of a view across the lake. It's not secluded, but it's also not like around a bunch of other people. You can see a neighbor kind of 2,000 yards off, just kind of around the lake some more. It's quite nice. No cars parked there. What do you do? You got to break in at this point? You got to try and find some keys. What's the what's the play?
0: Uh, let's, let's check some of the regular spots for keys. Let's also not park at her house. Let's park and walk up away neighbors it'll be harder for them to see us further away rather than seeing her car keep your heads down in case she has cameras yeah does she have like a little camera
2: doorbells nah she doesn't
1: Can i do a a search to see if there are any other cameras around
2: there in general like where we're at you're not seeing any period around there kind of thing like again this is a little bit the middle of nowhere maybe there's some security lights or something like that but this Mm. is by all measures kind of safe like you could imagine someone who's doesn't think this was having lots of enemies. They have to have security cameras for. Maybe it was mm. a couple inside or something. But like again, you're thinking of Delta Green agents. This is college town adjacent Michigan.
0: I want to check under the doormat and see if there's a key. If there's not, I want to look for like a fake rock or or something like that.
2: i you got to spend some time kind of searching around for a fake key. Yeah, yeah. So you do eventually find. what's in a bit of a weird spot though. So. Kind of maybe the most interesting thing you learn about this woman from the outside is that in her garden, which is dead for the most part because it's winter, she has gone through the process of like fake staging a bunch of ceramic bones and stuff inside of a like little kind of Halloween looking skull almost. There's a set of house keys would be your guess. Hey,
0: look what I found. Awesome, John.
2: You know, that's actually
3: really cute, especially with her being an archaeologist and everything else like that. A little too on the nose, but really cute. Maybe we might have to kill her. Hmm. Wait, why do we have? To, why do we have to kill her? I said might, and she could be the vector. Hmm. I wanted to bring up a Sherlock Holmes quote, but can't seem to remember it. Something, something about suspects. Anyway,
0: let's hope she's innocent. Time to visit the professor on her off hours. I, I'd hate to, to kill a professor. Somebody with a PhD. Yeah, we'll, we'll burn that bridge when we get there. Yep. All right, Let's go inside and look around. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You got Key, so getting inside is effortless. You kind of step inside, and it's nice. Again, like, it's about what you'd expect from kind of it matches her office. It's a bunch of artifacts around, this bunch of bookshelves, lots of old-looking books, lots of kind of research stuff, a couple maps up on walls, a bunch of pictures of who you assume to be uh, Dr. Brennan, doing kind of various archaeological digs, lots of her in kind of very exotic locations, a couple kind of cool statues or vases or kind of little artifact-y things strewn about in places of importance. It's also a little bit sad inside. Like this is definitely a woman that's married to her work, not in a bad way, but it feels kind of a little bit cold and maybe I've had clinical. It's kind of basically been walking around. Like there's not a lot of sentimental personal effects. It feels very of the work, if you will. But yeah. It's much, I have open books left here and there. Very tidy person, as best you can tell nothing immediately leaps out at you as, Hey, this person stole a mask and murdered someone.
0: We search around to see if she's got any hiding spots for anything illicit.
2: Yeah, you can. You trying to find any skeletons in her
3: closet? I want to shoot you so bad right now. (laughs) I'm going to go snoop around in her room. Uh, Let that one simmer on you. (laughs) Firestarter will head to her room.
1: (laughs) Lawrence is like death staring at him as he leaves. (laughs) I kind of chuckle at the joke and like just kind of shake my head, but still definitely have a good chuckle on that one. You forget I'm a dad. Well. Wait, you're a dad? I look at him confused like, you're a dad?
3: Where do you think all the good jokes come from? Start walking back upstairs.
2: Huh.
1: So what is everyone's searches? My search is 53. 61%. 54.
2: Yeah, you, you're kind of wandering around. You don't find anything especially noteworthy. You do find several books. You're obviously trying to research the mask at one point. They kind of seem to have fallen under the pile of other books that have been stacked on top. You kind of find a personal office, a couple sketches of this mask. She's obviously talked to some colleagues about it as best you can guess from kind of the whole context of the situation, but no, you don't find any secret hiding spaces. like you even find like some storage containers that have maybe some slightly more sentimental stuff in it, but nothing outwardly kind of suspicious. Again, she seems to be a relatively normal professor. Based on what you're finding in her house, she does not have the mask. Like you do find some weapons that on paper could be used to inflict the type of damage you saw, but they're too old and kind of antique to do that type of damage but you do kind of as you're looking at this stuff kind of get a sense that whoever attacked this person it wasn't a big weapon it wasn't a sword or something it was definitely something kind of knife sized or smaller if you will like a maybe a scalpel or something like that
0: i'm going to look in her like laundry and her washer and dryer see if she has any nothing bloody okay i think we can rule the professor out at least in her house doesn't look like she did anything.
3: Hey, Dr. Florence, is your tattoo freaking out right now, or has it been just kind of
0: chill this entire time? Um, That's not really how that works. I don't think I can really tell when it's affecting something, unless I'm looking at it. Okay,
3: so it's not a creepy metal detector. I just want to just make sure that I can understand what
0: that is. No, I shove it in the face of the unnatural to burn them. Oh, okay.
2: What do people have for a cult, by the way?
3: seven. 44%. Can I roll in a Colt at 44? Yeah. 56 out of 44% failure.
2: Damn it. Nothing leaps out at you. On one hand, as Delta Green agents, you would be inherently suspicious of a house like this. On the other hand, if you take a step back and think about it, this is all just kind of junk and stuff. Like, it's historic junk, but, like, it's nothing. Here as any juice, as best you can tell, it's all kind of damaged or whatever. you leave it at this point. What's the plan? Is there anything, like, I
0: imagine no, but there's nothing that, like, inherently feels or leaps out as possibly being, like, an unnatural artifact in here?
2: I mean, there's definitely stuff that, like, on paper could be, because on paper, almost anything could be an unnatural artifact in your experience, like, as the Mr. Frosty outfit maybe suggested earlier, but no, nothing here, again, has any juice to it, like, it's all kind of old antiquities, but. Nothing here is kind of giving off that sinister vibe of this does something it's not supposed to.
3: Let's get out of here. Real quick, did we find some of the research that she was going for with the mask?
2: Yeah, you did. You can, I can kind of glance at it and didn't spend a lot of time looking at it.
3: Gotcha. I just want to take a couple pictures of some of her notes. Sure.
0: And then I'm good. I'm going to lock the door and make sure that I put the keys back where we found them. Sure.
1: I'll uh, follow suit and just kind of keep an eye out outside.
2: No, you successfully kind of restore the place to as it was when you left. Um, get back in the car and you drive off. Uh, where are you off to next?
0: The only other place we have to go is the college, right? College, maybe shake down Saeed for a little bit, but otherwise, college is it. Yeah, let's um, let's call Eggs on the way.
2: Yeah, so I guess kind of where we left off, you're headed back to the school. They've kind of done the preliminary police stuff. You've been away long enough; you probably have enough of an alibi. You're not necessarily a person of interest. The only person you've yet to talk to right now is Saeed. I guess you haven't also talked to Dr. Brennan yet either for that matter. But
3: yeah, So the, the sheer fact that we are ICE agents and that there is a foreign student that we haven't talked to kind of points me to having to talk to them just because it just seems like the correct Murphy's Law approach to the situation. Have I ever
2: been that obvious? We've cleared Dr. Brennan's house.
3: We have fucked around in the museum.
2: And I guess that's it. You haven't really cleared anyone necessarily. Based on what you find at the house, like everyone's story seems to revolve around this mask was bullshit. There's no reason to steal it. But now there's a murder and everyone's weirdly insistent. There's no reason to steal this mask. But at the same time, based on everything you found, there's no reason to steal this mask. There's been a couple of kind of offered up possible explanations as to why someone might. That's got nothing to do with monetary value, but also you are Delta Green agents, and a mysterious murder has happened, and are surrounding this weird mask, you're now trying to track down. Kind of thing. The guy whose job it is to smash artifacts that are a little too spooky when they show up at the museum was like, "Yeah, there was something off about it." You've got these, not electrical, but you've got these disturbances in the surveillance footage, Whenever kind of something mask or weird happens around the facility that this thing vanished from.
3: God damn it's eggs in the thrall of the mask.
2: All right, so you finished up at Dr. Brennan's place, you're heading back to campus. What are the agents thinking about right now? You've run down some leads, you've kind of crossed off some leads. There's no definitive, hey, here's who we should be looking at yet. What are people thinking about at this point? You've got kind of a couple things swirling around. There's no leading suspect. Maybe you guys had one at one point, but seems like they've all kind of fallen back down to neutral. Hypothetically,
3: there's still something that's just kind of itches in the back of my brain. It's like, like you keep saying Florence, don't trust anybody, but how can we say that we can't put eggs or even the director of the museum on our suspect list?
0: I'm not saying they're not. It's just, I mean, think about it. Occam's razor. Who's the most likely person to have been influenced by the mask? Somebody who interacted with it maybe once or somebody who interacts with it
3: often. True, true. But still, I don't know. Some like there's of all the people to have kind of around the clock. Now they're all there. They're all there. Great. We got what? Saeed left on the list to investigate and then back to the drawing board. Yes. All right. Where does Saeed hang out at?
2: So this is the guy that Eggs mentioned kind of has a bit of a weird work schedule where most of the students stay late. He shows up early and kind of leaves at a more normal hour. Where he kind of offsets his hours forward versus backwards. So like most of them, I think it's pretty safe to assume he's, well, there most of the time. Like he's kind of a, maybe not a perpetual figure, but kind of he he spends all of time in his grab work. He's there at the museum more often than not.
3: So our day so far has been Wake up, continental breakfast, snoop through the professor's house, and now what time is it in the day?
2: You also have the green box and the tea bag. Oh, okay, okay. We're looking at kind of like two, three o'clock in the afternoon by this point. You've had a lot of driving. It's snowy. None of you are non SoCal natives, so maybe snow driving sounds like your forte. Like you've spent the day has passed significantly. And part of this was also to kind of give yourself some time away from the museum to let, well, you know the murder that happened settle out some it's weird to say that but not being there for kind of the CSI investigation for a murder that's not going to find at least in your opinions anything useful because it's not a normal murder makes a certain amount of sense like it's been a good stall tactic it also kind of helps back up both your identities as this kind of insurance investigators where it's like yeah you guys have no interest in a murder you're just there for that and you're like yeah we were off investigating some other lead on this or it's not a bad kind of cover because there was some concern about like, Hey, we're the newest people here. Aren't the cops going to have questions about that? So I would say kind of, you feel pretty confident. You've probably dodged most of the scrutiny that would be there. Like you showing up at three in the afternoon, far less suspicious and showing up around like 8am being like, so we heard there was a murder.
0: Yeah. So I mean, let's head over.
2: Back to news Sam. Yeah. because there a proper way to hide the fact that we are now heavily armed. Leave it in the trunk of your car. Like, there's not a lot of ways to conceal an AK 47 on your person. Mac 10s are a tad more concealable, but there's no way of concealing a hunting rifle. There's no way of concealing an AK 47 unless you want to get real jokey about it. And then I'll make you roll for it. Like, the age old trench coat with a assault weapon in it, not going to work all that well if you're trying to be incognito. Gotcha.
0: Haven't you noticed how normally, whenever you're like going down the street, you'll definitely notice the person in the trench coat more than anybody else? It's winter. I don't know. They don't typically wear this much clothes all at once, uh, but fine. Every time I see somebody in a trench coat, I notice them. Most people just wear sweatshirts, jackets.
1: Hiding in plain sight. That's the best way to go about it.
2: And I will also up this kind of this level of cold. The first thing you would do upon getting into a building is get rid of as much of your outdoor clothing as possible. Stop yourself from sweating. Like that's just kind of. Basic northern survival stuff. Like the idea of keeping it in your coveralls, your puffy jacket, not super viable because you wouldn't be wearing it that much because you're afraid of overheating once you're inside a heated building. Well, let's go
3: visit one more grad student, I guess. Let's do
2: it. You pull up on the museum. Benedict is waiting there for you. looks real tired at this point. Also, Julius West is there. They're kind of out by the loading dock, talking about something. They see you approach. Uh, So that's where you're going in. That's kind of the Staff entrance, for lack of a better phrase, you can go through the front if you want, though. Too staff entrance sounds good. Yeah, so they're kind of waiting there. They kind of wave at you as you approach. Both look tired. Both have been up for quite some time. You know, with the murder that happened, they kind of nod wearily. They don't have anything to say necessarily. You can talk to them if you want. But you can kind of just try and go and track down site if you want by yourself. Like, shouldn't be that hard hypothetically. Is there a way to use search or human intelligence to kind of suss out
3: either the director or eggs?
2: The answer is yeah, but not just by walking past them, I guess. Again, like those skills aren't inherently lie detectors, but maybe if you engage them more, you could maybe suss something out. But I will say this at a quick glance, they just kind of seem tired and a tad haggard by this whole kind of chain of events. I do want to kind of walk
3: up to them and just kind of get the summary of what happened so far with the police and whatnot, just so we can be, it's just so I'm better equipped as to yeah. what we're walking into sense uh director eggs
2: uh I, i'm sorry I, my mind's blank right now um what, what name am i supposed to use for you right now
3: <laughs> it doesn't matter there's nobody else here around right
2: now how are you guys doing that's fair that's fair um uh agents welcome back uh mr smith here has informed me that you um were first on the scene last night uh after the event uh your timing's almost perfect Local PD kind of packed up about a half hour ago. They took her out. It's a goddamn tragedy, all of this. Uh, nothing like this happens around here. I, I, I'm I, in shock. Most of the staff is in shock. The grad students are in shock. Well, as much as they can be, I suppose. They spend all day face down a bunch of dead things. So perhaps they're a tad adjusted to it. Uh, I mean, all the dead things that they look at has been dead for a while
3: now. This is a little bit more of a, hey, they knew this person. They work with this person.
2: That is true. I, What's-her-name? The gothy one seems especially detached this morning, but it might be an act. I, I, I don't. Do you have any questions? Uh, we can catch you up some if you want, but you haven't missed much, honestly. Uh, the police showed up. They established it was indeed a knife of some kind, probably a small blade that did this. They took some photos. They took the body. They're doing a formal autopsy. My understanding is that uh, you did A preliminary investigation of your own last night uh good work on that um i assume you were careful and won't lead yourselves back to being well suspects in all of this
3: uh oh no we had a we skedaddled as quick as we could now like what kind of questions were the police asking
2: oh uh the the normal alibis where people were did we have security footage as you know the system malfunctioned um what our security protocols are we ran through them at more with the artifacts. People don't get well murdered here because of the museum exhibits. Not exactly a high concern. I'm not sure what you know about art theft, but it's typically a low fatality endeavor when it happens. And, well, most of what we have here would be valuable to someone, but more of it's a cultural type of item. We get more protesters over exhibits than we do active threats at the collection of any kind. It's old antiques to most people. Most of we have problems with frat boys trying to sneak in and steal something, but. Wrong time of year for that as well. Pledging is long over by this point. You know, the usual cop questions where people were, could we prove it? Were we home alone? We have our family there. My pauses for a sec. Just for the record, I was home with my wife at the time. Um, if you need me to prove that, I hope I'm not a suspect of any kind. I understand you probably can't rule anyone out given the nature of, well, the work, but it's hard to believe anyone here on staff would do this speaking of which as he's talking about
3: that i'm trying to like kind of study his character and study like egg's reaction as well is that a search or human intelligence human intelligence oh god five percent out of a ten percent success
2: (laughs) they just seem tired and drained again like human it's not a human lie detector but like just looking at all of this it really seems like they're not trying to convince you of any facts. Like, you've already kind of ran the mild questioning on eggs the night before. These are two people that are kind of out of their depth from what they're used to doing for Delta Green. Like, they were not expecting to find themselves in a murder. The occasional iffy artifact, totally a thing. This, this is not what they signed up for. They're They're not prepared for this. Like, maybe Benedict is to a certain extent, but at the same time, it's happened in his house on his kind of watch type of thing. It's probably some embarrassment, like the police showed up, they were local police kind of thing, like, oh, it's a murder on a college campus, we'll get right on it type of thing. It's a tragedy, they're acting kind of appropriately, they just seem tired and drained and kind of draggled by the whole situation. You can see it in their eyes, their face, they've been up for long hours, they're not really kind of mentally all there anymore, just because of probably answering the same questions over and over, that would be normal police procedure, like trying to trip someone up on a story. Maybe they've been called on it a couple of times. I I don't know. Like I I misspoke or something. Nothing seems off. It just kind of seems sad. Like according to Benedict, this is one of the best grad students too. They seem to have kind of a mild respect for her even or kind of a begrudging respect or a friendship of some kind. It's personal to him in some ways. You also kind of learned that previously from him too. Professor here? Yeah, she's in her office inside. Between you and me, she's especially cold and distant today because of it. She'd never say it, but she thinks of the grad students as her children. And while you you have to know her a long time to kind of read between the lines and realize she's not just being a cold bitch right now. She is quite upset. Thank you. Yes, take care. So you can get some sleep or at least a cup of coffee or something. I am lucky enough to be headed home. Unfortunately, um Mr. Benedict here is uh stuck for the foreseeable future. A uh, weekly smiles at this cup kind of under his breath says coffee and red bulls all that's holding me up right now you know how to find me if you need me kind of thing uh with that that kind of like looks you kind of leans against the door for the time being and cornelius west kind of looks at you like if it's okay i'd like to head home now if that's okay it's been a long day yeah You, you you're welcome to leave get my phone number from um mr smith if you need it i'll please give me a couple hours to sleep and say hi to my wife and decompress from all of this i've Despite working here, I'm not very accustomed to seeing, well, the dead. I'm an administrator, not a lab worker or a grad student or archaeologist. Mostly shuffle papers for a living. All right, so you kind of off to talk to Brennan, and you off to talk to um Saeed. Do Saeed first. All right. So finding him is pretty easy. He's on the same hallway Christina Wick was on, kind of the opposite one from where the murder happened when you kind of walk in, he has his headphones in, he's working over something, kind of cleaning it with a toothbrush of some kind. At first glance, it looks like he was dealing with bones, but actually kind of on further inspection, it appears to be kind of like a relief of some kind of very gothic, kind of ornate carved skeleton holding up something to may be, maybe embedded on a wall of some kind. He's kind of getting in there. Does not notice when you your first walk in. It was kind of very engrossed. In that. you can almost hear the music coming out of some as he's sum kind of scrubbing away. What do you do? I walk up and knock on his desk. Kind of jumps up, surprised, looks around, sees three of you. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you come in. Kind of like pulls his earphones out. Sorry, I had to catch up on work. Had a late start this morning. Um, Some stuff happened last night here at the museum that, uh, well, I normally come in early to kind of get my work done. And, well, that wasn't happening this morning.
0: Yeah. So we need to know anything you can tell us about the mess that's gone missing.
2: I, I'm sorry. Who are you three? auditors. Oh right, I was told that you might be making the rounds. You're, you're investigating the mask as well, right? Mm-hmm. Who haven't you talked to? Yeah, they'll, I'm probably just gonna be saying whatever everything they have said already. It's um, they talked about how it's maybe kind of like maybe not a big Egyptian artifact, but like it's definitely an Egyptian artifact, right?
0: Yeah, they said that they don't know why anyone would bother stealing it.
2: Oh, so that's so they're go, they're still talking about that. That's um, that's wrong actually. So it predates all of the kind of pharaoh egypt what we know about it it's, it's arguably kind of an early predecessor to all of that maybe it's a burial mass maybe it's ceremonial it's so old it kind of predates the egypt we think of if there wasn't egypt before well the egypt that we all know and love but it's not so well talked about because it's not as grandiose like it kind of goes over starts starts stumbling around for stuff i actually found some references to it in a couple of these old books probably not the same thing kind of like stumbles through some stuff if i if it's what i think it is it's still not all that important but it's a very rare find from one of the kind of pre-Pharaoh era Egyptian tribes they had similar beliefs given that they were still kind of Nile driven but again different like the pharaohs kind of brought a very different culture to that region in many ways they were more Bedouin more kind of transient prior to the kind of founding of Egypt and their gods were of that same kind of ilk they traveled with them they traveled amongst them you know, it was much more kind of ritual ceremony versus the, the temples that we come to know as kind of typically Egyptian. Kind of still fumbling around for stuff. I'm surprised someone mentioned this before. Uh, it's it's not a popular theory around here. And admittedly, it's I'm a bit of the Egypt expert around here, specifically this kind of pre Egypt Egypt. So maybe it's only interesting to me. Someone's run find some more stuff. Slides it over. The, the tools more rudimentary. The materials were more rudimentary. So the the stone makes sense and the carving. It's I'm not sure anyone mentioned this, like the outside carving of it's unbelievably smooth. Like someone spent hours, maybe weeks, maybe years even polishing it to be that smooth. Like you don't find artifacts that intact and that kind of well-maintained, smoothed over. And this is what was more interesting. So a bunch of years back, back in the late 1800s, there was a theft from the Royal British Museum of a similar artifact. It was stolen from one of the kind of, storage lockers never made its way to the floor but kind of like stumbles over again throws a book over it's like here's a picture of it and it's sure enough it's a picture of kind of a various kind of early Egyptian artifacts and it's all sketches because pictures didn't exist back then in the same way but it sure looks like the mask you've seen pictures of hold up you're saying that it's
3: actually quite interesting literally everyone else that we were talking to is telling us otherwise where would they get that idea
2: it's it's not interesting. Interesting, more of the the history around it's interesting. Like they're right, no one would bother stealing this. There's no market value for this. But if your if your specialty is early early Egyptian culture, like mine, is basically the pre Pharaoh Egyptian stuff. Not a lot from that survives. Not a lot from kind of nomadic tribe cultures really exists ever in the modern era. It's lost to sand. it's lost to use. It's reused over time. Type of things. What's more interesting is the fact that kind of, again, like, taps the book that the picture's in. It's the fact that it was also stolen from there. It might not be the same mask, but again, you've seen the pictures. It looks almost identical.
0: What do you know about the theft at the museum?
2: Aside from it happening close to 150 years ago, not much. Um, security's come a long way since then. I only found this by freak accident. Researching's been a real pain in the ass, though, too, as of late. The network's been all screwy.
0: So... I'm not presuming anything, but you said that the only person that might be interested in stealing something like this is somebody who is well intrigued in your field. Do you know anyone else who might be interested in something like this?
2: Uh, aside from the fact that it, it sound like I wanted to steal it, I, I didn't, I promise. I, I'm sure someone's told you that I'm here on a foreign exchange visa and I can't do anything to risk that. God, I'm babbling. I don't think you stole it, Sally. They don't think you stole it up. I, no, like I, I'm the only one that kind of focuses in this field. It's my specialty. It's I I, I don't know if you were going to kind of steal something as a memento of your time as a grad student. It's not a bad pick, I guess. But also, if you're trying to steal something important, it's not that.
3: Real quick question, just
2: out of kind of curiosity. Can I
3: look through one of these books?
2: if You don't mind? Yeah, sure. Help Yourself kind of pushes it over to you from his desk. You're the first people to show any real interest in this mask since it well vanished. Do you think it's linked up to the murder or something like that?
3: Uh, well, I mean, if anything, if you're saying that it has some sort of value, at least just start looking into it. I mean, what? What do you think? Do you think it's linked up to the to the murder? Is there
2: some sort of weird blood ritual that's like surrounding the mask or something like that? It kind of like mulls it over for a second. We couldn't figure out much about the mask itself, or even what kind of tribe or culture it belonged to. But uh, the farther you go back, the more common human sacrifice becomes in a variety of things whether it's volcanoes the Aztecs and pulling people's hearts out like the farther you go back eventually it becomes about offerings to gods and while the Egyptians were not quite about that in the same way as a lot of other cultures it would make a certain amount of sense that there might be I don't know something predating them that might have something to do with that like even if recently say like the Greeks They had gladiatorial combat. That was mostly entertainment, but there was kind of an aspect of, maybe not human sacrifice, human sacrifice, but blood sports are still a thing in the modern era. Again, I've kind of made some comparisons to some of my work that basically, like the MMA fighters are just as much kind of the weird cultural outlet for violence that we now have. Always been a center for violence in every major culture, standing back forever as far as I can tell, whether it was religious or just kind of sporting. Sometimes it was both. Hmm. Hey,
3: uh, Saeed, by any chance, um, do you guys keep a kind of a locker for all your tools or keep like an, an inventory check for all like the tools
2: that you guys use? I kind of gestures around the room. Everyone has their own labs that we kind of keep stock. let you redo your work. Um, why do you ask? I guess like there's some type of audit now or something.
3: Uh, I kind of look over to the other two. I kind of shrug and kind of tap my coat pocket. I'm looking for either just like a head shake or any kind of confirmation whether or not to
0: pull out the credentials. We're kind of locked into our our cover now.
1: Not necessarily. It's one of those uh, break glass in case of emergency things. So if we rip the bandaid off, it's literally ripping the bandaid.
0: Oh, I mean, it's going to be a big. Like, there were three people running around saying they were auditors at the museum for a day. Someone got murdered, and then they said they were ICE agents. I don't know. It's a little, just a chain of unusual
2: events. People also go undercover all the time.
1: Yeah, you're also assuming that we don't threaten them with possible incarceration if they reveal that we're ICE agents. We
0: can keep the ruse that we're auditors. I mean, there's also the possibility that threatening to do that is also very illegal can't threaten to arrest somebody for revealing the identity of a a law enforcement agent. I mean, doxing them, yeah, but not... If any of them are at all law-savvy because they're taking a minor or something, then we'd be fucked.
1: Well, it's a good thing Delta Green operates uh, above the legal
0: uh, threshold. No, we operate below the legal threshold and hope that nobody ever finds out. Just saying, it's an option if we really need to do it. I know it's a
1: weird option and... People are uncomfortable with it. I totally get it. Even, you know, even I, you know, and the agency I I work with, we're we're not fans of them either. So.
0: I mean, it's also about feeling uncomfortable at this point and more about how much it'll trace back to us in the long run.
3: Hmm. The two of them are whispering over the other side of Said's office. I just look back at him. Uh, Just a weird insurance questions. We'll probably swing back around if we ever come up with anything else. You'd be cool with that.
2: Uh, Yeah, sure. I'll, here um i try and get out of here early but i don't think that'll be possible for the next couple of days yeah no uh you're not gonna ask me who think who i think lo- stole the mask or anything like that like that seems to be uh i've been asked that question like nine times today it's kind of weird not being asked that at this point okay Who do you think stole the mask <laughs> kind of chuckles at this he's like i honestly don't know but if you want to who's been acting weird ever since the mask got stolen Christina and seeing that victor have been getting weirder and weirder ever since I'm not sure how long you've been here for, but uh, be careful opening up either of their lab door. they're really pushing the boundaries of what we're allowed to do here. No, we heard them.
3: We from the other side of the wall as we're talking to somebody else.
2: Did you hear them hear them? Like hit each other? Yeah. yeah. Because as far as I can tell, they didn't used to do that or they were better at hiding it or something like that. I. I, I don't know, like, I've opened up the door one too many times and walked on some stuff I didn't want to see necessarily, so. You know if anyone ever put the mask on? Really wasn't a way to do that. There was no, like, holding strap or anything. I guess, like, the back was rough, but you'd have to kind of, like, hold it in front of your face or something like that.
0: No one did anything like that?
2: Not that I'm aware of. I no real reason to.
0: Uh, can I roll a human on him? I'm not necessarily seeing if he's being honest, but I want to see if he's, like, indicating that he's hiding something. Or... Roll for it. 59 and 43 fail.
2: Yeah, no. Again, I keep seeing pictures of the mask. This is not a, as best you can tell, wearing mask necessarily. But give me an intelligence check.
0: 76 out of 85 success.
2: Just to remind you, both Victor and Christina have had weird yeah. face
3: stuff going
2: on. Yeah.
3: Thank you, Said. I think we're going to step outside for a quick
2: little chat, if you don't mind. Yeah, us. sure. I. I hope you catch whoever stole it. And it's it's just so weird thinking she's gone. Sabrina was so close to finishing her thesis and getting out of here, becoming full staff or whatever. She was close to being done. She was going to do cool stuff as best I could. She had some cool internships lined up. <sighs> yeah, it's sorry. You don't need to hear this. It's What was she working on, if you don't mind me asking? I don't remember exactly what it was. It was something something south america correctly was for her thesis it was kind of she was tracing some through line that like she explained it once basically it's the idea that like you know every culture has a dragon to it more or less and kind of how despite there being cultural differences on the dragon they all kind of vaguely look the same or kind of vaguely function the same it was kind of that but it kind of applied to a variety of other central and south american other deities like basically cataloging kind of identifying the number of times you had cultural overlaps of various creatures that yeah they're obviously not real but it's very striking that like a culture down at the farthest tip of South America was depicting the same animal that people up in Mexico were like there there should be no reason for a cryptid or kind of cultural crossover and yet they did and like you probably don't care about this but like it, it happens all the time various cultures have overlapping depictions of it have overlapping ideas of surprisingly similar monsters and gods and stuff like that that it's probably just kind of the collective unconsciousness or just kind of the shared human experience that we all come up with similar things to be afraid of in the dark like the fact that the the best example of this would be kind of sasquatch and the yeti the tibetans and native americans of the u.s could not be farther apart in some ways but they both somehow invent the same monster in some ways culturally completely different and kind of spiritually very different, but prescription-wise, it's fascinating that both of them have a six foot to eight foot tall hairy man creature with large feet that may or may not be carnivorous and just kind of wanders the wilderness.
3: Is there research published or is there kind of like a copy of her research like easily accessible?
2: I'm sure she has some notes in her office, but on her laptop or something like that. She was working, I guess, it's just a thesis, not a full-blown kind of exam study or whatever you want to call it kind of thing. It's not, it's not a fully developed project. It was just kind of enough research and analysis for the thesis project aspects of it. Her whole thing was that she was going to try and launch next Exploration in South America using funding she was getting from various grants to kind of track more of this down, I guess. But obviously that's not happening anymore. Thank you for your time. And I kind of
3: look over to Foxtrot and Florence. I think I have something brewing. I'll be outside. You can ask any more questions if you need to. I snap out the door, you know
2: yeah, I'll follow and I watch as you leave with the earphones back. Everyone's outside in the hallway now, yes, all right
3: yeah i I'm not really feeling like we need to talk to the professor unless we just really want to spend twenty minutes with a sad hippie. The sure fact that those two what was it Christina and Vincent Victor, Victor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the violent ones If that's not a thing that they were kind of getting into and that's just kind of a new thing that happens kind of after christina's interaction with the mask that might be a little bit of a hey let's look into that Maybe we should surveil them i look i haven't i'm not trying to sound like a perv but i kind of want to try to talk to them while they're fuck fighting
0: Sure. I'm going to go research while you do that, of course. I don't want to be associated with that. Look, i like, that's here.
3: There's a completely logical explanation as to why that is in the sense of, as Saeed was talking about, like rituals and other things like that. Like, what if this was a part of the ritual? The girl cut herself or er, tripped on the mask and everything else. Yeah. And it disappears. Yeah. And then suddenly there's a dead body with a billion cuts on it, and they're trying to break blood and whatever the hell. There's
0: a lot of rituals done with sex. You're right.
3: Like, who says that they're not fucking on top of the mask?
0: I mean, they probably have sex at home. You could just surveil them then. Yeah, but here's the thing like, this is becoming more and
3: more frequent that nobody even wants to walk in their offices anymore because things are just going to happen. Yeah. My money's on them just working with a mask, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just a thought. And I just wanted to preface it just because I'm I look like this. doesn't mean that I'm trying to, you know, peep on some coeds.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: It's fine. Uh, We don't, we're not going to shame you if that's your thing.
0: I'm just thinking if you walk in on them, doing a ritual, and they attack you. We are going to murder two kids in the middle of a museum where a murder just happened. I don't know, pull the fire alarm? I mean, is it really going to stand up that we went out for lunch again the moment a murder took place?
1: Could they be doing this at home? I mean, this thing doesn't have to necessarily happen in the museum. They could be doing this at home.
0: Exactly. We should surveil them for a night.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm on the... The surveil them a night party before we uh, decide to just kind of go in if they're doing it in the middle of a day at the museum or something. Honestly, this sounds like
3: a better plan than my concept of uh, setting part of the museum on fire while they were doing it. So um, yeah, let's do that.
0: Let's this museum's nice. We've already burned down one historical place. Let's not do another.
1: (laughs) Hey, we've already dealt with a cannibal cult. This could be the start of a sex cult. We're dealing with so we're hitting all the trifectas right now.
0: Alright, find out if they're here.
1: You guys dealt with a cannibal cult? Long story, tell you about it later.
3: Oh man, should have replaced that one guy earlier. Shit, that sounds fun. Alright, whatever. I'm gonna see if I can get access to Sabrina's research. I'll snoop around her. No, I can't really snoop around. She just, she just died. Do you think her research is pertinent? Uh, mm. No, you're right. It's more so just kind of monsters across the globe and overlap and other things like that i don't know saeed was getting was really getting me intrigued by it because, was like come on man bigfoot the yeti it's kind of co- that's like a pretty interesting coincidence and like what if this is something that like we're actually familiar with what if this is like a, some sort of vampire mask and they're just some weird vampire sex cultists we don't know because this is from like a culture that we know very little from
0: what Said said this mask is Egyptian, not South American.
3: Look, man, I'm not the brightest student or whatever the heck. I know how to set things on fire and how to put it out.
2: I will say, based on his T-cell activity, this is the type of item he might occasionally have recovered from T-cell. This is potentially some very interesting research to Delta Green. It's not the most interesting research, but it is research they maybe don't want being cataloged away somewhere they don't control.
0: Here, I'm going to radio eggs. asking if Victor and Christine are on
2: site. He picks up. He's like, yeah, they're in their labs right now. Got them on camera individually. Oh, yeah, they're they're separate right now. Um, I get why you're asking though, too. Yeah, are any of you good with computers? Yeah, no. no. Whoever's good with computers, could you stop by the security office on your way out?
0: Sure. All right. So, look, if they're here, they're not at home right now, which means, I mean, John, I know you know how to wire up a house to give us audio and video. So I just want to go break in, do a little B&E, and half the place. Yeah, it might actually be useful. I was going to say I'm going to swing by eggs, uh, speak to eggs, but I think you guys should come with me.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't want us splitting up. That's, no, bad idea. You stick together.
3: Yeah. I really do want to get that, that research, though. So either before or after, just throwing it out there, putting it on the table.
0: Once the operation's done, you are your own person. Let's focus on our main objective first. Gotcha. We can see what we can do after. See if eggs can smuggle it out to you or something.